Get Animated, the anime watch-along podcast with the hosts of Get Played. I'm self-proclaimed data cricket, Heather Ann Campbell. I'm self-proclaimed expired mochi, Nick Weiger. I was going to say that I was the camel cricket, too. I love the camel cricket. Camel cricket's good. Can I still say it, even though Heather said it? Yeah, you just uh, did. Yeah, you just did. It's fine. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Get Animated, your premier anime podcast, where we're talking about mid-2000s mega-hit, The Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya, which we are watching in broadcast order, uh, despite Crunchyroll's attempts and efforts to get us to watch it in linear, chronological order. To that we say, zoot to you. Yeah. Crunchyroll. Zoot to you, good sir. Yeah. I'm going to take off my white glove and smack you upon the face with it. I'm that going to take a ladies' shit on upon your table. <laughs> <laughs> Don't a worry, nice, it's going to be classy. <laughs> delicate curtsying ladies' shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why there's always a long line for the women's restroom is that it is like a very delicate like dainty process. Yeah, it's a courteous sort of thing. Yeah. 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 It's what it's what you have to do. It's what we all it's what women you get it. Yeah, it's the law. Anyway. It's the mm-hmm. law. <sighs> fun apps. Where what fun apps we're watching. There hasn't been a single second of this that I've been like, let's get the let's get, let's get this going. Come on. Well, that's that's part of the um the tonnage of Haruhi Suzumiya is despite its problematic content, it is excellent from start to finish every fucking week. Consistently engaging. I I, and, I I I'd seen comments on our Discord to that effect. Basically, exactly what you just said. That at the very least, every single episode that we've watched and will watch, there's something crazy for us to talk about. That is, yeah. that is like a, an interesting conversation. The you know the Discord new listeners, everybody's pushing for us to watch season two in the movie, which completes the Haruhi story. I, and here's and here's what I say. I don't know. I don't know what's next quite yet, right? But I do know that even if we don't do that immediately, there's no reason that we couldn't come back to it later. It's on the table. Yes, sitting there like a delicate lady shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We uh, have a lot of Haruhi Suzumiya to talk about, and we also have your thoughts on the episodes we discussed last week. We're going to get to all that, but first, that's not the only fucking anime we watch. This isn't the only content uh, from the land of the rising sun that we consume. No, we're always watching other stuff. We're always reading other stuff. We're consuming other media of Japanese origin. It's time to talk about what we've been weeping. What we've been weeping. Hi, I'm Ash Ketchum, the former star of Pokemon. And guess what? It's time for you to tell me what it is that you've been weeping. And so, Nick Weiger, I choose you. Ash, always an honor. When you call my name, I just feel so delighted. And uh, I'm ready to ready to share my thoughts. So, last uh, a couple, a few weeks ago... <laughs> 
I was just waiting there for Ash to cut me off. <laughs> it didn't happen this time. No. I was really tempting fate with my long prelude, but Ash is letting me go. All right, I'm going to cook then. Let him cook. A few weeks ago, I mentioned that I'd picked up a new volume of manga by uh, Junji Ito, mm-hmm. and it is called uh, Remina. And I had started it, and then I went away from it, and then I came back to it, and I started from scratch, and I read the whole thing. I actually finished it this morning. It is the story of, and I may have summarized this last time, but basically what happens is that a a famed um, astronomer uh, discovers a wormhole. like He's like an actual wormhole. And inside of it, there is a planet, and a planet emerges through the wormhole, and it's this amazing scientific revelation. He wins the Nobel Prize, becomes this worldwide celebrity. He has the uh, he he has the right to name the planet, mm-hmm. so he names it after his teenage daughter named Remina. So now there is this daughter Remina and this planet Remina. That's this huge news story. And the daughter ends up becoming a celebrity in her own right, uh, partly because she is uh, just uh, just ha- happens to be very beautiful. So she's like this this teenage girl who becomes this overnight and like enormous celebrity, uh, has endorsement deals, has a rabid fandom. And then what happens is that the planet uh, Remina through the wormhole starts approaching uh, the Earth. They are first viewing it from like light years in the past, and they're like, "Oh, it's sixteen light years away." And then it's suddenly closer, and they're realizing that because they're seeing the past, this thing is accelerating at an enormous speed. Uh, it starts to consume other planets in our solar system and approaching Earth as like a doomsday scenario. It's like this this planet is going to come and annihilate all Earth, all life. And so, what ends up happening is that everyone turns on Remina. Uh, the person and her father, the scientist, and it is all like a pretty potent, but you know, kind of obvious uh, metaphor for what the fame, the cycle of fame, does. Uh, in particular, to uh, to young women and how they are just like like mm. endlessly hounded uh, until they reach a point where they're like you know everyone turns on them and now they're a pariah uh, and they're they're immiserated by it. Uh, it's really bleak. It is, huh. and also, as much as it seems to be talking about like how you know it, it's it's making something of a feminist point, it also coexists with Romina. The character doesn't seem to have a lot of agency. Like there's basically you know entire chapters where she's just rendered unconscious and carried a uh, uh, like carried around by uh, men who are saving her. Uh, from these hordes that want to dismember her, or actually, they want they want to literally crucify her. Uh, that is their goal. Like their her death has to be ceremonial, and so she has to be crucified in order to. That's their thought that 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 will appease this rogue planet that is coming to destroy us. Uh, so that's that's one issue. You know, there are certainly points where it feels like oh, she could just be doing this herself instead of someone else figuring it out for her. Uh, but I do think it it actually is is pretty you know I I do think it's it's well done in terms of making its core point just about like you know celebrity and 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 how uh, fucking toxic fandoms can be. I think also it it like it just being this apocalyptic horror story. Junji Ito just conjures up ideas that no one else could. Yeah. Like he just has such spe- such a specific menace uh to the uh the uh, you know 
the imagery that he conjures. And, you know, the, the example we use all the time is Pyramid Head and Silent Hill 2. Like, part of why that's so fucking scary and disturbing is because you could not conceive of it on your own. Like, you just, like, I would not think of this thing, and then when I see it, it's just like, oh my god, this is this is so grotesque because it, it seems to have... Uh, it like it it seems to have, have have appeared out of out of nowhere. It's just like I never I never could have even conceived of this thing. Um, and that adds to the fear factor. Here, there is literally a chapter called. Um, I'll open my volume here. Licking planet, Ugh. and you can take that at face value. There is a planet with a tongue. Nice. <laughs> now look, here's the thing. You hear that, and it's kind of it's kind of goofy, but in practice, it's so nightmarish that you start being like, "Oh, I'm glad Mars doesn't have a tongue." It, it's it's really like the 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 specific, and that's just one of many things that happens in here that are just like, "Oh, wow, this is." I think I'm I think of myself as an imaginative person, but I certainly cannot have conceived of this specific thing. Do you think so that the Licking I, Planet eats asteroids? Uh, I mean, spoiler alert. Oh. That's how the whole fucking thing ends, Matt. <laughs> Sorry, so guess, don't don't read this now because Matt spoiled it for you. No, I I don't think I I do think there you know it's it's I I don't think it's it's like as best as well paced as some of his other works. I think there's there's if either stuff I would I would say read Tomie or U- Uzumaki first if you're looking at at Junji Ito. Uh, but you know it's it's a fun one if you've read those and you're looking for something else. It's also a, a more brisk volume. It's not as as tome like as those. Uh, but yeah, that's uh that's Ramina, and uh, that's what I've been weaving. Wow, wow, he's he's, nu- he's nuts. He's on one. Yeah, he's a he's a fucking nasty freak. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's a sicko. This guy, the sicko. No thanks. See, so, are you done, Nick? <laughs> are you done? Yeah, I thought I mean I said that's what I've been weeping. I thought it was a pretty natural <laughs> organic wrap up. You sure there's nothing else you want to talk about? Uh I mean I could come up with something if we need to fill time, but I feel like we're doing pretty good. Yeah, whatever you want, buddy. Um, you just what you just talk you're always so hungry to talk. The art You the always you nice. always want to go first. Well, I don't I don't always want to go first. You know, I, I I defer to Ash in terms of when I'm selected to go. You slid that card under my under my door that said "Pick Weiger." I mean, okay, it wasn't a demand. That was just sort of like, hey, you know. Ash told me that there was about. a there was a crispy fiver uh, taped to it to the note. Well, yeah, I mean, but that's like a, a friendship gift, you know, just sort of like, hey, I appreciate what you do for the show. You're you're not officially on the payroll, so here's a fiver. Go treat yourself to an ice cream. All right, if you're done, then I guess I'll ask Matt. Hey, Matt, what have you been weaving? I choose you. Wow. Okay. So for me, it's been it's been a light a light weeb week, I would say. But I had an interaction IRL that was weeb adjacent that I'd like to share with wow. you. Wow. All right. I was wearing my Chainsaw Man shirt. I love my Chainsaw Man T-shirt. It's got Denji with the blades, with the chainsaw blades. It looks great. Very cool. I was picking up some food at a local place that I won't say. I don't want to blow up the spot, and I don't. Well, then I would encourage people to say, 
have the similar interaction with me. I just don't know if I need everybody knowing where I live. Anyway, I'm ordering, I'm picking up my food, my delicious, delicious mm-hmm. meal. The girl behind the counter, oh my God, I love your Chainsaw Man t-shirt. Wow. Like emphatic nice. praise. And she was wow. like, I love Chainsaw Man. I can't wait. I'm reading the manga. Are you reading the manga? I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm caught up. I'm really enjoying it. She's like, when is that second season coming? I was like, hey, I've been asking the same goddamn thing. I can't wait uh, to, to, to see uh, the second season. And she said, they should just do a movie. And I was like, "A hundred, give me more, anything you got. So that's it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, thanks for my food. <laughs> see ya. And I ate my can delicious, you, can delicious you, food. Can you say what kind of food? It was Mexican. It was very good. Okay. Yeah. Just picking up a burrito bowl, and I'll leave it at that. Wow. Okay. Similarly, I had an interaction when I was wearing my uh, Japan-exclusive Shin Japan Heroes, the Hideakiano Uniqlo t-shirt collection. Oh, wow. Like, uh, at Uniqlo in Japan, they they issued, like, a Shin Ultraman uh Shin Kamen Rider, a Shin Evangelion, and a Shin Godzilla shirt. And while I was over there, I, I picked up one of everyone except Evangelion because um, we're, we're still not on speaking terms. Wow. And wow. yeah. And, That's tough. I, I mean, I'm sure we'll apologize to each other at some point in the future. But for right now, we're just giving each other a little space. Um, have which you? I hate to do because it plays into what Hideakiano wanted, which was for us to all walk away from Evangelion. But mm. Mm, that's true. That is interesting mm. to think about. Mm-mm. Anyway, so I'm wearing my uh, my Shin Godzilla shirt at the picket line. Oh, uh, oh yeah, out here on the strike. Uh, which yeah, I I understand it's a non-union shirt that I'm wearing to a union event. But what can you do? You got to wear a shirt. Yeah, foreign cinema. And uh, a, a, a friendly uh, writer chap comes up and he's like, Shin Godzilla is my favorite Godzilla. And I went, really? And then we had a nice conversation about it, uh, which I would call a weeb-adjacent conversation. Um, you know, what? where else would Shin Godzilla fit if not in the weeb, like, the file cabinet? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm talking about. That's, that's what I'm saying. Oh, God, here comes Nick with his... Stickler for details. He'll be like, "Well, it's a kaiju live action film, so it's not exactly a." No, nobody said anything. I talked about somebody said something nice about my shirt. Yeah, I think it's fine. I mean, we are. Are we all kind of? You know, did one of us read a volume of manga and two of us wear shirts outside? Yeah. Well, this is something that we've been wanting to talk to you about, actually. Uh-huh. You have to put shirts back on. <laughs> <laughs> no way. No deal. <laughs> Look, we're banking stuff, okay? <laughs> I'll break kayfabe a second. We're banking. It's true. We're banking. I also uh, picked up this uh, nice Mobile Suit Gundam Witch from Mercury Season 2 Appendix book, Oh, which has uh, got some fantastic art in it and uh, also has... Um, some model kit guide stuff. It's pretty nice. Uh, I haven't finished the series yet, so I, I I'm reluctant to dig through, uh, to dig through this appendix without spoiling mm. stuff for myself. Since one of the biggest spoilers in the whole series was tweeted at me, wow, earlier this season, and I was that's cruel. So bummed out. That sucks. You know, it was in it was in love and kindness. It was holy shit. Did you see? You know. 
spoiler yeah. coming. And I was like, I have not yet watched the episode. That's a bummer. <sighs> this is a little weebing. A little weebing. Do, do we, I, I, and I, I may have asked this question on the pod before, but, and maybe we'll cover Gundam in the future, but I, I just like, let's say I'm a listener and I'm like, oh, Heather's always talking about Gundam. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in jumping on. Uh, what what would you say to somebody? Like, what's the what's the jumping on point for a complete Gundam novice? I have a um not great answer, mm. which is uh which will be controversial. I think you should start with a chronological beginning of the show, which wow. is called Gundam: The Origin. And Gundam The Origin is a, an anime that came out fairly recently, within the last 10 years. Uh, and it tells the beginning of the Gundam, like, universal century timeline. A lot of people would say you start with the show from the 1970s. Mm -hmm. The truth is, I think that that show is very well serviced by knowing stuff from Origin. And so... That's what I would say, Wow. which is a little bit like me saying you start watching Star Wars with the Phantom Menace. And that's a that's a controversial take. But that might work for a modern viewer who's used to modern aesthetics because, you know, hey, I grew up with the Star Wars original trilogy. But compare some of that stuff to how the prequels look and the sequels look. It certainly is showing its age a little bit, even though I think those are still great looking movies. So I, I if that's what gets someone into it, I think that's a great approach. That, that's kind of the Yakuza Zero school of thought of like, hey, play play the Yakuza Zero is a more recent game, but it's first chronologically and it's a great onboarding for people who are new to the series. It's how I got into Yakuza. And I think the Yakuza fandom is kind of rallied behind that as like, hey, this is, yeah, this is the best place to start if you're completely new to it. I think that's a great rack. I... It also looks like it's on Hulu. Well, it might be. Um, the way that I was introduced was I asked former guest Zig uh, where I should start. And Zig said, watch MSOA team. Mm -hmm. And if you like it, it's a great it's it's a standalone story in the middle of the Gundam universe. And you can just drop in and watch it. It's a little bit like Gundam in Vietnam. And I was like, ah, all right, I try it. And the tr truth is, it was an excellent wreck. I did enjoy the show. It does stand alone, but I didn't understand any of the context of what was happening. Mm -hmm. And I wish I had just watched it chronologically from the beginning, which is a crazy thing to say also uh, on a series where we're adamant about not watching anything out of broadcast order. Man, Zig is so cool. Zig's the coolest. He's a, he's a cool dude. I do have to say that even though I just said he is cool, he is uh, uh -huh. he is my mortal enemy. So I yeah, you guys are enemies. I forgot he sucks. Uh, yeah, but he is uh, he is one of my best friends. I love him. Is it possible that that Mobile Suit Gundam: The Origin is only six episodes? Does that sound yes, right? That oh is... okay. So, so that's on Hulu. There's six episodes. I, yeah. I'm gonna fucking watch this. Holy that, you know what? Shit. That might be what I'm gonna be weebing next time. Wow! Oh my God! Nick and I are gonna talk about Gundam. I'm wearing a Gundam shirt right now. But wait, that's fucking cool. But what about me, man? Heather's so cool. Heather is really cool. So uh, Heather, so Heather's my that? mortal enemy, what? which is a problem. What the fuck? Oh, that's <laughs> I think interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, you have well. to. If, if somebody, if you say someone's cool, you also have to say that you're their enemy. 
Because, like, you can't, it just, in today's world, you can't just, like, give somebody that much gas. No. You, you can't. You got to cut them down a little bit. Yeah. This looks dope. I'm very excited to watch this. Nice. I, I watched some Witch from Mercury, but, um, and, uh, and I enjoyed it. So, yeah, I'll check this out. Well, those are totally separate stories. Right. Like, Witch from Mercury is its own standalone universe with robots that happen to be called Gundams. This, the Gundam origin story, is the origin. One of my favorite things about it, and this is not a spoiler, yeah. is it explains how and why mechs would ever be needed. Which, you know, you, you jump on board these shows and it's just the given is the robot is big. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But in Gundam the Origin, it explains like, hey, why would you need these robots? And it's pretty cool. I like it. Yeah, you kind of just take it as a given of just like it's it's like, eh, that whatever, it's fine. It, yeah, maybe it doesn't make a lot of sense, but yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, I like it. So let's talk about Haruhi Suzumiya. Hell yeah. Our uh, episodes today in Crunchyroll order are 9 and 11. In broadcast order, it's seven and eight. Nothing more confusing than when you get real <laughs> close to the numbers. <laughs> so uh, in uh, episode seven slash nine, which is called Mysterik Sign, uh, we open on uh, Harhi making the logo for uh, the SOS webpage, the SOS Brigade webpage, which is the actual logo used on the actual site. That's right. And the counter on the site is frozen in time in this episode, which is kind of nice. Um, I really like early early in the episode, Kion says that the club is a little bit like a convenience store. It is open all the time. They're in the middle <laughs> of finals. Uh, yes. And, uh, you know, they don't know where. Asahina is, Mikuru. She's not showing up, but she's a junior, so maybe she's got more tests. Um, but yeah, Haruhi, Haruhi makes a, a logo and shows, shows, shows it to Kion, and he's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, it's our logo. And he's like, it looks like a drunken tapeworm wrapped around a tube. Yes. Like, it's an ugly fucking design. Um, Every part of it is ugly. Yeah. Like, it's like the the, you know, the... The actual design, the actual line work, but then also the color schemes, like uh -huh. the colors all clash. Yeah, it's it is an ugly, unreadable logo. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Kion also like seems to have some awareness of speaking to us, the audience, because he says so many double negatives, and then immediately says, "Hey, if you're bored, you can count how many double negatives I just used," which is like a funny sort of like wink to anime fans. Yes. And uh, he also says something like the is that so much what he says it's like how he says it like he's talking to it's it's like he's talking to somebody else. He's not just like thinking in his head about what's going on. He it's like he's speaking to somebody and he knows somebody's hearing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Uh, uh I like that though no one's seeing the homepage and uh, Haruhi is just blaming Kion. It's like this is all your fault. <laughs> yeah. You did a horrible job, you idiot. <laughs> website sucks. I also like that she's like upload this to the website and he's like no, you do it. The idea that God <laughs> would ask you to update 
her website and you're like, no, do it yourself. It's like a funny sort of like mild argument. Um, but, uh, there's, there, it's the middle of, there's some festival that's about to happen. Uh, and Kion makes reference to the fact that, you know, Haruhi gets bored or sad or melancholic around the star festival, I think, and references this three year ago thing that everybody seems to know about now here in episode nine. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's putting up posters around campus to ask people to come in for advice because he thinks that's the best way to get mysteries to Haruhi. And uh, they get uh, their first client, who is a girl. Also, in this episode, I will say also that the um, antagonism between Koizumi and Kyon is is like starting to ratchet up. Like he's mm-hmm. so irritated to see the dude even in the room. Um, but this uh, this girl, Emery, uh, shows up, and uh, she's got she's got a, a case. For Haruhi and uh, and the brigade, and it's right. that her boyfriend has disappeared. Who is her boyfriend? It's the computer study group's president, the guy that Haruhi fabricated a sexual assault story. Yeah, with threat of publishing in order for them to get a computer to upload their website that only needs. I mean, you could make this website on like a. It's such a bad, it's a bad website. It's a bad website. It's a sub-Angel Fire website. Yeah. It's a real, real shitty website. It's mid. Yeah, it's real mid. Mid at best. Mid it's, at best. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, they're like, he's like, we're on the case. We're going to do it. Uh, chances are he's just holed up in his... <laughs> Haruhi's, he's like, chances are he's just holed up in his apartment and he's depressed. Yes. And we'll show up and we'll punch him a bunch and get his ass out of there. Like that her her solution to the problem is we're gonna find this guy, we're gonna beat him up, and then it'll be okay. Uh one one thing just like while we're on this, one thing I love is just like his Kion's internal monologue always has such flowerly language about like Mikuru, where he's like he just here he describes as like a classroom angel. Or he's always talking about like like you know my one joy might be to steal a glance at at uh, at Mikuru, uh, at the the Emiri, uh, the, the Kimidori is basically like like her design is so similar to Mikuru. It's like kind of like a palette swapped Mikuru almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Kion's Kion's eyes are only for Mikuru. Yes, yeah. Uh, so. They travel to this uh, lonely condo where the computer club president lives by himself. This is all so batshit from here on out. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Not a second of it is boring. It's always like, (laughs) what? Okay. Yeah. And uh, when they get there, the door is like, first he tries the door knob. And finds it locked. Then she rings the bell, and Kion's like, that's not the order those go in. You ring first, but all right, dude, whatever. Uh, she's like, well, it's it's locked. Let's go ask. We'll tell the manager where, where this kid's friends, and then, uh, and then he'll let us in. But instead, Yuki, with her magical powers, her data entity uh, reality 
transforming powers, unlocks the door. The SOS brigade goes in. You cut to Haruhi just jumping on this dude's bed. And she's like, I really expected him to be in here hiding under the bed. (laughs) (laughs) They can't find any clues. Then Haruhi opens the fridge and finds expired mochi and is like, oh, it's three days. It, it expired three days ago. We'll, we should eat it so it doesn't go to waste. And she tries to jam it in Mikuru's mouth. No. Yeah. Apparently succeeds because for the rest of the scene, Mikuru's on the ground crying. <laughs> <laughs> and the, then the Haruhi, cr- yeah. Haruhi eats the rest of the pouch. Just the just the the cruel streak within her of yeah. just like I'm going to mi- like you're gonna you're involuntarily you're just going to taste test this yeah like you're just that's your you <laughs> and Mikuru just being helpless I mean it's so fucking awful it, it's it's it, it's I used this word earlier it it is the grotesque in the sense of like it's so fucking awful that your only reaction is to laugh because it's just like how I, I guess that happens in Chainsaw Man a lot right yeah yeah. Bullying as comedy feels yeah. like it is rarely used as a trope because it's right. really hard to thread that needle. Like, generally speaking, comedy comes from, you know, other people's pain, not watching somebody inflict pain on others. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a cartoon, so I guess it's okay. Um, I, Yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know how it's able to to, to achieve this. Or maybe it's just as targeted people who are like not going to be squeamish about that. But it's like, it should that should that shouldn't make someone laugh. But I was laughing at it. It's it's also like the way that power is in Chainsaw Man is such a yeah. psychopath. Yeah, that right. She can just say, "Why don't you kill yourself to somebody?" And it's funny because it's like <laughs> the, the character consistency. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. Maybe what that's what it is. Do. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, it, it, it's, but it being over the top, it being so over the top, like it yeah. makes it absurd and funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Hari gets bored and she's like, let's get the fuck out of here. And meanwhile, Yuki and Koizumi are like, there's something going on here. We gotta, we gotta leave now. We have to leave right now. They all go mm-hmm. outside. Haruhi bails. And then the rest of the group returns to the apartment. Because uh, both the alien android and the psychic know something is wrong. And when they get there, Yuki describes this closed space, which is like a phase-shifted reality just outside of our own boundaries. And Kyon says, it's like you took a bunch of you skimmed a dictionary and you just recited a bunch of words you saw that looked interesting to you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh they undo the lock like the the metaphysical lock to enter this phased space and they end up in like Beetlejuice Desert. Just I was going to call it Beetlejuice Desert even though the point of reference might be Dune. I don't know what what yeah, but it's it's definitely like this this uh surreal desert. Surreal desert. Sand in every direction. And they sense that the computer club president is there. But before they can find him, a giant cricket appears. Asahina Mikuru, from the future, has no weapons at her disposal. She is so scared that she clings to Kion's pants and he's like, I can't even enjoy myself. 
this sucks. I'm yeah. also too scared. He's like, do you have laser guns? And she's like, no. And he remarks, yes, yeah, you probably would leave it on a bus. <laughs> <laughs> so rude. Meanwhile, uh, Koizumi creates a fireball and he's like, okay, my powers are uh, able to be activated here. Let's go. They fight the cricket. And then the cricket is healed by a scarab as if they are all inside of a giant video game, which makes sense because if you're creating this liminal space based on the subconscious of the computer club president's psyche, uh, it might generate both your greatest fear is going to be a cricket and also that it would operate via RPG rules. They managed to take down the cricket. They find the computer club president. Uh, Oh, and also I want to say... Embedded in this idea, embedded in this episode is a sci-fi idea that is so fucking cool, which is that 200 and here, let how many is it? It's 280 million years ago, a digital data entity arrived on Earth and it was so far in front of the existence of computers that it just went into hibernation until we were able to create digital spaces that it could occupy, which is... Like as a toss away sci-fi concept in the middle of an episode about like yeah. kids fighting a cricket mm-hmm. is such a fucking like it's such a potent idea. Um Yeah, like 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 an android or a robot going into, you know, hibernation for centuries. Uh it, it, like that's a sci-fi idea that's been explored, you know, you see that's like data in, in Star Trek or you know, Robo and Chrono Trigger have been versions of that, but it's like but this specific thing is really like the the justification for it is really interesting. I was gonna say also that the scarab like because you talked about the the it's such like a, a scarab arriving and healing is such a video game thing. It's also presented like a video game, like it's like presented like an RPG, like like it's like like a scarab appeared and healed its wounds. Yeah, like yeah. it's like it has that text on screen as it's yeah. happening, uh, like it's video game UI. And then its its death, the camel cricket's death, is like a video game death where it kind of slow dissolves. Yep, yep, uh, it dissolves, um, and uh, they return the computer club president to his girlfriend. After. It it does it dissolves and it pops back into like 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 dissolves into the computer club president and then just like match cuts into the condo so yeah. like that that exits them out of the enclosed space and they're back in their reality. Yep. Uh, and uh, <laughs> they when they they get back to the computer club room, uh, they realize that this sigil that Haruhi has created in order to entice people to use the SOS Brigade website has somehow unlocked this phase space. And so Yuki (laughs) has to corrupt the image in order to stop this from happening. So she like draws it backwards a little bit. So it's a ZOZ instead of SOS. Um, And then they reveal that, uh, this digital data data entity has also kidnapped eight other people. Kion looks around the room and he's like starting to buy in. He's like, okay, these, so we've got a psychic and we've got a robot and we've got a time traveler and every one of them is special. What is my purpose? Why the fuck am I here? Mm-hmm. And maybe <laughs> he ponders, maybe my purpose is just to help Haruhi live a normal high school life. 
Like maybe mm. he's like an yeah. anchor. Um <clears throat> but uh right right before the end, it's also maybe hinted that the um that the computer club president didn't have a girlfriend and this was all a setup by Yuki he, in yes, order yeah, yeah. in order right. to <laughs> create a mystery for Arahi. <laughs> That that I think I think the the implication that that Emery uh, Kimidori doesn't even exist. Yeah, like she was like some sort of. I I, I thought like because I like I watched that and when I had that scene I was like oh did she like shape shift into it but then if you go back into that scene Yuki is in that scene when when Emery is there so it's like that can't be it so I guess she's just like either recruited someone or. M- like made an organism like with her you know with her powers. Uh, I, I I don't know what exactly is happening, but yeah, it, it, it's all basically a ruse. I also like there's a little bit of trivia that there's a live action poster in the computer club president's room. And the people on the poster are the voices of Haruhi, Yuki and Mikuru. Oh, that's cool. And nice. Look, well, hey, we're in the show. We, we, we also... We also set up that the like the classroom itself has an enclosed space aspect to it, yes. right? Yeah. Okay. That there are lots of enclosed spaces. Uh, perhaps there's a problem with reality when it is conjured by a high school girl. Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, from there we go to episode 11, which is Remote Island Syndrome Part 2, the conclusion to the murder mystery that happened <laughs> an episode earlier. <laughs> Chaos. We hard cut back to that cliffhanger where the dude has a knife in his in his chest and uh, and Haruhi's going to solve this crime. Um, all right. I'll admit. So, so- yeah, go, go, go on. No, go ahead. No, I was, I was going to ask, I was going to tee this up, and this may be what you're about to say. You said that episode 10, which we covered last week, was not an episode that you liked. The, do you feel similarly about part two? Yep. Episode 11? Got yeah. it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of beach or mysteries, and and this is just beach mystery. Yes. I Even think... though they... What? I think I can see why with this one only because I mean we'll get I will get to it. Like I could I can barrel through this. Yeah. Uh you know, uh Kion and Haruhi are trying to figure out the fucking murder mystery. They tell uh Yuki, "Hey, we're going to go uh talk. Don't uh don't let anybody in this room." Uh Haruhi has a couple of theories about who could have done it. Uh, but in order to investigate uh, further, they're going to have to see if uh, that guy, uh, Yutaka, uh, is the owner, the guy who's been murdered, the younger brother, yes. um, ha- has actually left the island by confiscating the only boat on the island during a typhoon. So they head outside during this storm, and there is... There are a couple moments in this episode which I haven't read any like specific um, essays about, but it seems really important that Haruhi takes Kion's hand. First, she grabs him by the wrist, but then once they're out in the storm, 
she grabs his hand. Yes, yeah. And it feels more familiar than anything we've seen Haruhi do, right? So they're walking down this rocky trail to try and find clues. They see that the boat is missing. They fall off of a precipice. Uh, Haruhi is worried that Kion is dead. And when he comes to, they find a cave and take shelter from the storm. Uh, They take off their shirts to squeeze out the water and dry off. And we see Haruhi also with a uh, surprising moment of uh, humility, of uh, not humility, of... of, uh, Discretion. Discretion. She goes to take off her bra to squeeze it off and then, or squeeze off the water and then thinks better of it. Yeah. And we only see this in her fingertips. We only see her deciding through her physical action and then finally just keeps her bra on. And And I'm like, I got the pause button ready for nothing. (laughs) Nick fucking snapped his remote control in half. (laughs) Nick being like, I want to know what God's boobs feel like. I want to see see them. Uh. There, there's also like a, like a just just a one one line of dialogue here. It's just a, a real quick Keon line where he's like uh, he says something like this reminds me of that enclosed space from back then. Yeah, but it's like but that's the episode that just aired. So like I I, I and I know that if you're watching them on as they aired, it would feel like maybe like not as much of like a, a you know that maybe they would have some more distance as the last episode. But here it's one of those things that feels weird if wa- you're watching these episodes back to back because they're out of sequence. So Haruhi um, is like, I think I know what happened. And then we cut to live action footage. Yes. Just a shocker here in in episode 11 slash 10. Right? Yeah, it is heavily filtered, but it is live action. Um, And Haruhi describes what she thinks happened. She thinks that... Uh, the uh, the brother stabbed him, but the knife didn't go all the way in. Uh, he passes out from the fear, and the brother, thinking that he's killed his own brother, flees the island. Uh, but then uh, the guy gets up in a daze and uh, locks his door, trying to unlock it, perhaps, before falling over and driving the... Uh, knife into his own chest and dying. But Kion's like, uh, but he was lying on his back. So your idea is cool, but it doesn't track with the evidence. Right. Then we see something that I don't know how to parse, which is it looks like Haruhi is disappointed for a moment, and then there is like a shift in... There's like a reality wave or something that happens over Harhi. And she stops she stops estimating what it is that happened in the crime. She just like is like Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Which, that's yeah. That, I don't know what that's meant to. Well, I, I didn't quite get. But that. I could see. Yeah, Heather probably has a hard time saying what that is because she knows what it is. And I don't know what it you, is. You don't know what it is. Okay, interesting. My thought is that it is her changing reality. Uh, oh, it could be. Yeah, that she that she when she realizes she's wrong, 
changes everything that happened. Like rather than to be ultimately incorrect, she changes all of the stuff in reality in order to, uh, in order to be ultimately less wrong Mm -hmm. or maybe her ability to affect the truth has come at the cost of her sudden self-consciousness. Like mm. her taking Kion's hand, making sure he's okay, and being worried about taking off her bra are like humanizing a god. And so like that's like an attempt to show that like she could have changed reality so that all of what she just said was true, but instead it remains false. Maybe. That's interesting. Uh, there's a there, there's yeah I don't I don't have an answer there but I like that I like that theory mm-hmm. there is just like another detail I want to shout out which is that the the so like when Haruhi is describing it what what her theory is it's like live action uh, with this this oh, like yeah. you know ha- these colored filters that are very strong and then when Kion is like he corrects her and is like that's that wouldn't have happened and he says his theory uh, it's drawn with like a crayon <laughs> so it's like <laughs> so funny. it just looks like super duper crude. But yeah, his theory is that the 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 door burst, or Koizumi's theory is that the door burst open and the uh, the impact drove the knife into the guy's chest. Ultimately, none of this matters because none of it is true. Yeah. The uh, the actual murder is all falsified. It is a game set up by Koizumi to entertain Haruhi on a weekend where she expected there to be a murder mystery. Like, maybe to prevent an actual murder from happening, he set up a fake murder so that she would be, like, involved and invested. But, did I miss anything? I mean, that's what, like, I don't the murder think so. is, yeah, the murder well, is fake. Go ahead. Yeah, there's, 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 like, there's just a couple of jokes. One is that the, that Yuki is is told not to let anyone yes. in the door under any circumstance, yeah. and then Haruhi comes back and is like, "Okay, let us in." She's like, "No, you said no one gets in here." <laughs> it's like, "Yeah, but we no, but I'm back." Like that way meant for anyone else. She's like, "I'm following the orders you gave me." So funny. Uh, it takes yeah, it takes Kion going through and and uh, and saying like, "Look, that order's repealed for it to, for that to happen." Uh, but yeah, just taking that literally is is fun. But also, there's like a really strong. Uh, Phoenix Wright reference here, yeah, because there's that scene where Haruhi is explaining her theory and she, her mannerisms, uh, her gestures. She does the Phoenix Wright point and the sound design. It's also like like super duper clear. Like that does not you know uh, line up with the evidence, um, and that's a lot of fun. I I I you, the thing you said about you know his his imagination being rendered in crayon. Is mm-hmm. interesting because Haruhi's imagination is reality, right? Which is like a I hadn't drawn that connection until you said it. Which is that the thing she's imagining is a real thing. Yes, <laughs> like as if maybe she could conjure that into existence by just thinking it might be the case. Much like she's like, I want aliens and future men and and yeah. uh, everything to exist, and then they do. Like maybe seeing how she imagines stuff is her imagining truth. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Yeah, one hundred percent. Absolutely. And a, and a more abstract version of you know like a like Kion's imagination is going to be rendered in a cruder art style than yeah. his reality. Yeah. That but, if you're a drawing, that's what you how you imagine. Yeah. 
So it's back to the thing. Oh, and Harui does solve the like, like you know, it was all fake, but that Harui figures it out. Yes, but also it, it's kind of like they teed it up for her to figure out, right? Like yeah. that's kind of what's going on. Like, like everything in the show, it's like we did this for her. Uh, let's let's yeah. let's do this. The let's put on this big play for Harui because that's what's going to keep her. And happy. it's going to distract her from doing anything else yeah. that's insane. Um, but so like just to circle back to. Heather doesn't like this type of episode. I can I'll say that like the wind was taken out of this premise of 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 these two episodes for me when it um became fake, when it wasn't true, right? Uh because I'm like, "Oh, if it's a mystery, let's go there. Let's do this." Uh and then it's fake. I'm like, "Okay, well like what is this adding to the what is this adding to the story? The biggest thing I think is what we discussed was uh, seeing the uh, realities and then also uh, when she like changes her mind mid explanation a little bit, right? Like those are like sort of sort of the big things. But as far as like overall, I'm this is what I would call, you know, maybe filler. But maybe I'm wrong. I I mean I think there's there's some sort of commentary here just on the nature of episodic TV. Yeah. Where it's like, look, this all this whole setup is a little bit too convenient. And it's like, yeah, it's convenient by design because they're trying to set up this fake thing to try to make this, you know, uh, this all-knowing psychopath happy. I think there's also a, a or all-powerful, maybe not all-knowing because then she'd catch on to it. And then I think there's also something in it all being fake in terms of if you do like an episode, like a, a, a you know, an episode of a procedural a character dies, it kind of doesn't really have any consequence on the overall yeah. know, like world of the, that, that they inhabit. Like, the characters are just functioning as normal by the end of the episode, and the next episode, it's basically never referenced again. Uh, you know, so, like, I think if they actually killed someone, I mean, yeah, I guess it could have made the same point, but I thought it was, I thought it was fine that it was all, all being faked. Uh, we also, we didn't talk about the, uh, the one of my, my alts for, um, uh, self-proclaimed was a gratuitous mole close-up. There's a <laughs> yeah. p- point where he's Kion's just on the fucking the wind is blowing in his hair as he's on the boat, and they just extreme close-up on like a mole with a single hair that's also flowing. <laughs> so that's I, so fucking disgusting. I so I was like when I saw that I was like I don't remember what that meant, and so yeah. I looked it up. Would you guys like to know? Yeah, yeah is it a reference it. to Austin it's- Powers Three Gold Member? <laughs> <laughs> It's foreshadowing to an episode that has not yet been animated. Wow. So if there is ever a third season of Haruhi, that figures into a story that would be in the third season. Oh, interesting. So not even an- not animated at the time of release, still not animated. Yeah, still. Yeah. Still not animated. Wow. More than 15 years later, right? Well, or no? Yes. Close to it. I can't wait to have a... A broader understanding of why they did this and what the narrative purpose is for it to be this way rather than. You mean the whole, sh- you mean the show in general? Yes. Uh, Got it. Because that's interesting. That's just, that's just interesting information. It is. It, it's interesting and also frustrating because it's like, 
well, were they just banking on there being a third season? Mm-hmm. Or I know that they had to wait a long time for Haruhi novels to continue coming out because there was a long delay. So the George R.R. R. Martin problem. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it's a reference to a story that has that that still hasn't been made. The 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 and this is a this is a, th- a term that I I know, but I like I have I I don't we don't it's not really a thing that's said I feel like in the West I maybe I mean is it is it a light novel the equivalent of like a young adult novel is it just a short breezy novel with simpler vocabulary like like you hear that term all the time and I guess as it's it's a novel with some art but it's not quite a manga mm-hmm. something like that. I mean, I, I don't know how how I de- how to define it exactly. I I sort of but, as, as somebody who doesn't know assumed it was uh-huh. assumed it was what you just said. Yeah, I I I think of it as more of like a young adult thing, yeah. but it certainly seems to be the source for a lot of a lot of anime. But you know, what do I know? Uh, the the yeah. So we're talking about the everything being out of order here. Next week it really gets weird. Because I think we're jumping all the way ahead to episode 28. Does that sound yeah, right? Yeah, 28 and 4. Yeah. <laughs> so we watch episodes 9 and 11 next week, 28 and 4. Yeah. I, I have to keep stopping because, like, my Crunchyroll will want to autoplay. Mm-hmm. So it's like trying to autoplay episode 12 so desperately when I finish episode 11. It's like, nope. You know what? We're not even watching that this season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so get it off of my screen. The only time we'll be able to watch any in sequential order is the last two. <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah, when we round out the season with episodes five and six. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I um, I'm uh, this. These two episodes were in my memory the least, my least favorite episodes of the of the whole season. So I'm excited mm. to leap back in next week with episodes twenty eight and four. I, you know, like the murder mystery was was whatever. I I kind of liked it. I think I liked it more than either of you. The the those parts parts ten and eleven episodes ten and eleven those two parters. I liked episode nine a lot. The first one we covered oh, yeah. today. Oh yeah, nine's a banger. Right. Nine's great. And yeah, I don't that one I don't d- fully dislike eleven. I just like I don't I don't know if I like you setting up a mystery and then being like just kidding. It's just dumb. Yeah, it's, it's, That's what, y'all, what it is. <laughs> okay, and so now I have to sort of look at Glass Onion a little differently uh, because it is that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what we had to say on this week's episodes. But you know what? Last week we covered episode three, The Melancholy of Harui Suzumiya Part 3. And episode 10, Remote Island Syndrome, part one. And you had some thoughts. It's time for the chain reactions of a Haruhi Suzumiya. Wow. Blue talk. Right. Blue talk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these, <laughs> these are all from our Patreon, patreon.com slash getplayed. If you're hearing this the day it comes out, you know where these came from. If you're hearing it in a month later on Stitcher Premium, that's where the comments are. Uh, that so that so there you go. Um, this first one's from Numlocks. What's up, Numlocks? Numlocks. Hi, What's Numlocks. What's up, Numlocks? The Crunchyroll app on Roku is bad. Also, <laughs> it doesn't sound like the, <laughs> there's a good app for for anime being the like one of the most like 
what am I trying to consumed? say? Consumed? One of the most consumed forms of entertainment and one of the most like maybe profitable like uh, uh, mediums. It they could they could stand to have a nicer uh, user experience for for their app. The dedicated it's... apps largely stink. I mean, yeah. like like Crunchyroll. I, I also subscribe to High Dive because it has some more niche stuff. And and uh, yeah, I used to do High Funimation. Dive? Yeah, High Dive. H I D I V E. High Dive. I have got. I it's got like a. Yeah, it's, it's like a little bit more of a niche service. Is a little bit cheaper, but it's got but some. What... It's got some stuff that Crunchyroll doesn't. Like old stuff. Yeah, all sorts of stuff. New stuff too. Oh. Yeah, new stuff too. This is a branded tie-in. It, for, it sounds uh, like we're doing an ad. Yeah. What kind of stuff's on High Dive? <laughs> Made in Abyss, reincarnated as a sword. I'm quitting he heroing. Just reading some titles here. Surely they don't have fan favorites and hot new simulcasts. <laughs> oh, Matt, you'd be surprised. <laughs> the, the, de the dedicated apps all kind of stink, but but it, you know that's why. Like anytime, look, I'm not not an apologist for these bigger streaming services, but no. If some if like when Spy Family is on fucking Hulu, I'm like, well, shit, I guess I'll watch it on Hulu. And even the Hulu UI isn't great, but it's so much better than the Crunchyroll UI. Yeah, exactly. Uh, do you think the Crunchyroll? Because I haven't done this. Is the Crunchyroll UI better on the PlayStation? Have we had I, this conversation? No, I we, I had this discussion a few yeah. weeks ago where my I got like my Crunchyroll app on PlayStation is. Like, base effectively got bricked. Like, I had to like like uninstall it <laughs> and reinstall it and log out and relog it. And I just can every time I get the same fucking error. There was no way for me to 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 mess with it anymore. As I'm scanning the comments, uh, the first four comments are all about how bad Crunchyroll is. <laughs> like, the, <laughs> like the app. Uh, I'll read this one real quick. Oh, Crunch. This one's from Dan. Hi, Dan. Uh, Hi, Dan. Oh, Crunchyroll? You guys mean Soggy Roll? I truly have the worst time with the app when I'm trying to watch Demon Slayer because every language and season is its own category, not to mention the fact that sometimes it just doesn't work. In one instance, I had to stop watching an anime because the next episode I was up to kept switching back and forth between slow and fast motion. It felt like a mean joke. If this, if that was this show, I might think they were doing it on you'd purpose. Like, <laughs> yes, yeah, you'd yeah. be like, oh, he's doing something. Yeah, they're doing um, something crazy. I watch it through Apple TV, and while it is not, so it, yes, they break all the seasons, or all of the languages into their own season. Insane. So, like, so you'll, you'll, I'll, I'll open up the Harhi, you know, feed, and it'll be like, you haven't watched any episodes. And I'll be like, what the fuck? And then I'll, like, check, and it's like, this is the Portuguese dub. That's why yes. I haven't watched any yeah, episodes. Yeah, 100%. That's, I, yeah. I run that shit all the time. It's maddening. Is the Apple does the Apple TV UI like replace the UI for like all the apps or do they have their own proprietary like apps within the Apple TV? So they have their own proprietary apps, but uh -huh. you can go to the Apple TV app, Apple TV tab and it will bring up all the different stuff you're watching. I so see. like um for me, you know, the next episode of which of Gundam Witch from Mercury will be next to whatever, you know, drama I'm watching, which will be next to whatever comedy, like they're all in the same mm. like tab setup. But yeah. then when you click on them that you have to, that automatically <clears throat> goes to Crunchyroll and opens up the app. Maybe every 
streaming UI is bad. <laughs> like that doesn't sound like well, it's they're much largely better. bad. Yeah. 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 Well, and they prevent you from doing the thing that I want to do, which is like fucking download an entire episode at the correct quality mm-hmm. so I don't have any any streaming throttling as I'm going through it. Any hitches or 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 deg- but like you know none of them fucking do that. Doesn't Netflix do that? You can download something before you travel. On you the, can, yeah. Like you can iPad, download to yeah. the device, yeah, but no. not like locally to like the TV. I might be. Able it's to all horse shit. Why? It you all know, sucks. We've all it paid, all fucking we, sucks. We pay so much money for this shit, and they're just they're 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 throttling all of us. I just had to get yeah. my own Netflix account because I got fucking locked out of like my family Netflix account because I don't live at the house. All right, you want to grumpy about this? Yeah, let's do it real quick. Yeah. Well. Netflix is locked to your home address. Yeah. I am abroad for three months. Yeah. It is my account. Right. Can't log in for more than one week. And then they're they're going to force you to get a new account locally, which is not something I can do because I don't have a Dutch bank account. That's so that, infuriating. The, and think about the fact that so many people in the film and entertainment industry, I mean, maybe not right now because there aren't a ton of productions happening because of the writer's strike, solidarity, but think about how often people go to set. Yeah, right. They won't be able to watch TV. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, Ted Sarandos, subs. if you're listening, I'm going to give you a spank. It feels like the only streaming service worth subscribing to anymore is High Dive, where you can find series like Babylon. <laughs> a cut and dry assignment quickly turns into something more darker for prosecutor Zen Saisaki. Don't you want to watch that? High Dive boasts that you can stream anywhere, anytime. That's no matter, right. and you can share nonstop. I, I feel like I'm in a fugue state. What is <laughs> High Dive is a streaming service that Nick and I made. <laughs> um okay this this next comment i think it's the one place you can legally stream your boy kong ming which is a which is a your boy kong ming which is a series i've had highly recommended to me wait why is it illegal to stream otherwise well i just think it's not on it's not any other streaming services but wait what is the name of the show your boy kong ming but is that a name or is it your boy your boy Kong Ming. It's exactly Fuck how you yeah. think it's being. That rocks, That's fucking actually. Great. The music yeah. industry becomes a battlefield when the ancient strategist Kong Ming is transported to modern Japan. He'll use military tactics to turn his new friend Eiko into a music star, and together Holy they'll take shit. the party hotspot of Shibuya by storm. Yeah, I've heard that it's fucking show great. I've been meaning to watch it. Yeah. Well, That's let's an cover it less. Concept. Let's cover it next. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be interested. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Um, That's a good idea for a show. It's really That's good. A good idea for a show. Uh, Imagine trying to get that made by like CBS. Like what? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what if? What if we just pare that down and it's like a guy who like lives with his wife that he hates? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, this next one's from Dean Loudon. Hi, Dean. Hey, Loudon. Hi, Dean. Hi, guys. Yeah, is Dean a t- is Dean a name or a title? Are we talking about the? Uh, yeah, he's like of not an institution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he said, "See me after class." Actually, is the comment. <laughs> oh, well, oh, if no. he, if his if his title is Dean and his, do you think his last name is Clear? D- Dean, yes, Heather. Yes, I do. <laughs> I, I understand. Like I I understand. <laughs> I got what it was, but like the listeners might not know what you were saying. 
So you're Maybe. dealing with Heather. You're dealing with like an un, like an unseasonable uh, hot thunderstorm where you are. Uh, yeah. I'm recovering from a, a or still still grappling with a respiratory illness. I, we all feel, a, I think, a little insane today. I feel the best I've ever felt in my life. Okay, so Matt's feeling great. Well, the listeners are going to be confused because I don't mention that I'm living somewhere else in the rest of this episode, and then yeah. suddenly I am living somewhere else for the questions, yeah, for the comments, for the mm. the the talkbacks of Haruhi Suzumiya or whatever but, the fuck we call what do we call this segment? The 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 chain reactions, the chain of Haruhi reactions Suzumiya. of Haruhi Suzumiya. But, okay, great. Kayfabe doesn't doesn't we don't do that. We don't lie to our listeners like that. Okay. This right. this was recorded separately from what you had previously heard moments ago. Surprise. Right. But that's how it has to work in order to get the chain reactions to to synchronize. We're doing this for you, you guys. Time, you you guys need a chance to watch the episodes. We need a chance to record the show. So we come back to these episodes just for you. Yeah, that's just to say hi again. That's right. From the, from the premiere podcast, the premiere anime podcast. In many ways, this is like two podcasts. You guys mm. are getting two for the price of one. This Very is exciting. actually really exciting, yeah. Uh, but back to Dean Loudon. Uh, Clear. What does that even mean? You get it. I Wait, mean, I get it, but like, I was being like the voice of the listener who might not. I uh, there's a, there's a moment in... Ted Lasso, where uh, one like grumpy guy Roy Kent, loud and clear. Uh. <laughs> 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 so now that I'm here with you guys, I really like it. <laughs> There's a there's a point in Ted Lasso where Roy Kent does a joke that like Ted Lasso or Beard would do, and then he says to himself to to them and to himself, "I fucking hate what you guys have done to me." <laughs> and <laughs> that's how I felt making that joke. That's pretty. Yeah, that's <laughs> you are sort of the Roy Kent. Oh God, Nick's the Beard, and I'm the Ted Lasso. <laughs> That all tracks. That's pretty good. I don't mind that. I'd rather be the Danny Rojas. Um, my boy. Uh, anime is life. Anime, anime is life. Video games are life. Uh, and then when they're bad, video games are death. Uh, back to Dean loud and clear. Uh, hi, guys. As with Blue Lock, I'd likely never have watched this show if it weren't for the podcast, but I'm really enjoying it so far. You're now my two favorite podcasts. Wow. Thanks, wow. Dean. Wow. That's really nice. Thanks, Dean. Thank you so much, Dean. Very nice. Uh Guys, saying nice things is free, and you can do it whenever you want, uh, and, and we'll love it. We'll... I want to know what Dean Loudon Clear would watch. Hmm. Yeah. Like it's it's interesting. We've gotten that feedback a lot about like Blue Lock and Haruhi. Haruhi, I thought everybody on Earth had seen, but like well, that's insane. I wanna but yeah, know, like <laughs> is it? <laughs> <laughs> It's what Harui would think. Yeah, yeah. I, everyone's watching I, my I, show. <laughs> I want to know what people are watching. Like, is is it all Demon Slayer slash Jujutsu Kaisen? Or mm. yeah, you know, I, I think like, so. I think the Attack on Titans of the World. I think oh, I, yeah. I think Attack people, they, you know, 
maybe got in with Dragon Ball Z. I think there's probably a faction that got in with like a Dragon Ball Z or like an Inuyasha and yeah. like hasn't maybe hasn't been keeping up with anime since, you know, and I, I, I think there's I think there's all sorts of, of people. And there's obviously the, yep. the the people who listen, who consume more anime than any of us who are also listeners. Maybe just as an experiment, I don't know if we'll read these on the show, but with 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 your chain reactions for next week's show, or for the episode that for your chain reactions for this the episodes that we just <laughs> talked about, it's so hard to say right. exactly what I mean well, with, with 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 regards to this. Uh, right now we're talking about. <laughs> right Not now, the- we're reading your chain reactions for episodes three and ten. <laughs> three and yeah, Harui Suzumiya Part Three, and 11, right? Remote yes. Island Syndrome Part One. Yes. So, so your chain reactions for nine and eleven, which are also is Remote Island Syndrome Part Two. <laughs> and yeah, and was it uh, Mister Eek sign? Right. Um, so, why with those with those chain reactions? <laughs> Maybe a quick what I'm watching. I don't know if I'll read all yeah. of those when we're doing that, but I'm just I think I'd be, I'd be interested in the data to see what everybody's should, watching. I yeah. mean, straight up, straight up. Yeah. Hey, listeners, what are you weaving? Yeah, let's say we we, we, can do, we can do a listener. What are you weaving? Because it also fun. it might be like just interesting data for us, like and for me, who's some like somebody that doesn't weave a lot of stuff. You know, if you got something that you think I'd like, hit me up or you know leave yeah. it in the comments. Uh, but that's yeah. for everybody. Um, uh, just, just a thought. We'll just read. Uh, let's read a couple more of these because uh, we're being so silly. Um, this next okay, one's okay, right? It's fun to be silly. Okay. Everybody loves it. This next one is from Sp- Spliffication. What's up, Spliff? Hi, Hi Spliff. What's Spliff. It's actually Spifflication. I fucked up. Spiff. Spifflication. Spiff. Yeah. Uh, oh. Their avatar is the little. Um, uh, from Demon Slayer, the little blue thing, the blob thing. You know what I'm talking okay. about? Yeah. Uh, you mean from Dragon Quest? Yeah, from Dragon Quest. That's what I meant. Fuck. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Look. And what's funny is that Matt, Matt, Matt flat out said he felt the best. Yes. And if this is my best, <laughs> if you can't handle me at my best, you don't deserve me at my worst. <laughs> this one's from Spiff. Hi, Spiff. I was actually drinking a little McDonald's chocolate milk when Heather mentioned it, and now I'm immediately angry and confused, and I don't know why. So I don't remember what wow. this was about. <laughs> Wait, what? You must have mentioned I McDonald's chocolate McDonald's milk. McDonald's chocolate milk? Yeah. And this is the part of recording these later that is like fun for us because it is like a time capsule of something I don't remember. Because I'll, I'll I'll peel the curtain back even further. I haven't re- I haven't edited the main part of this yet, mm, so okay. I haven't reheard the episode. Well, but but they can't. You wouldn't. No, Matt, hold on. You wouldn't rehear the part where I talk about chocolate milk. They didn't just hear it and then immediately comment on it, did they? Yeah, that was from last week's episode. Which was two weeks ago because last week was Spider-Verse, right? Right. This was when we were discussing episode three, The Melancholy of Harui Suzumiya, part three, and episode <laughs> ten, Remote Island Syndrome, part one. Can you imagine? 
imagine listening to the rest of this episode and getting the ear and being like, were they all in a car wreck all of the sudden? <laughs> yeah, we did the, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I wouldn't have heard it because it was last week's or two weeks ago's. Yeah. Right. Mm. Maybe I'm not doing so good. Episode nine, Mister Reek sign, and episode ten or eleven, Remote Island Syndrome Part Two. Let us know if you prefer kayfabe. Actually, like (laughs) (laughs) maybe is what? What do you have a thought about the chocolate milk at McDonald's, Heather? Wait, so he was drinking chocolate milk from McDonald's when I mentioned chocolate milk from McDonald's. So here's what that says to me: I'm the Harhi of the show. Mm, Oh, because you made him do that. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Yeah, that yeah. that makes sense. That all tracks. Oh, great! I thought I was the power, but I I think I'm the Haruhi. Mm-hmm. Maybe, although I I think I have I think I have more empathy than she does. I'd I think like you to do. Believe I do. Yeah. She's also never in such a, a straight up panic about talking to a, another person as right. I am. You're the Yuki. No. Mm. No fucking way. You're the Yuki. All right, I'm the Yuki. Then maybe you're the Kion, kind of incredulous at everything that's happening around you. Yeah, that might be it. And, and I'm the you, Ted Lasso. just going with the flow. Yeah, and Matt's a Ted Lasso. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do it. Uh, I was going to do, do one. Do we have more? Do we have more questions? Did I got one more right here comments? for you. This okay, is for great. you, Nick. Thrilled that this is from Joseph Mangini. Uh, What's up, Mangi- Joseph? Mangini? Uh, sorry. Sorry, Joseph. Mangini. Man- Mangini. 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 That's oh, tough because, yeah, they, do, they sort of do both. Well, we gave them both. We so. gave them both. So you, you Joseph, get what you get and you don't get Joseph upset. pronounces it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is, uh, yeah. Joseph says. It's actually Mangini. <laughs> Shut, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> we gave you two. You don't get three. Uh Thrilled that Nick talked up Bandmade. Great performers, fantastic musicians, awesome rhythms and melodies. Hope you keep exploring their catalog. And thank you, Heather, for picking this show. Never would have watched it without the pod, and I'm having a great time. I love that. Now, that's an interesting, like, knows Bandmade's catalog. Yes. Is a fan of this uh, of this artist, but is unfamiliar with Haruzi Suz- Harui Suzumiya. Or has never watched it. It's, it's interesting. It is interesting, because right now... I would say that I'm the opposite of him. I'm watching the show. Don't know a lot of bandmade. Great point, Matt. I have a bandaid on my hand from uh, cleaning my coffee machine before I left town and slicing it open like uh, like I like I was holding a, a raw knife. That's awful. Uh, sorry that happened to you. Yeah, but the, um. You're not supposed to do it like that. Was that the end of the questions? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that's it for this week's um, chain reactions of Haruhi Suzumiya Blue Talk. Uh, write in Blue next talk. week with your with your chain reactions for episodes nine and eleven, and what you've been weebing, and what you've been weebing, because we want to know. We, we we here at Get Played Industries, we gotta know what you're talking we about. We gotta fucking know, <laughs> and um. Guys, I know that I said that I was doing really good, mm-hmm. but I just have I have to um, I just got a notification from my from my doctor. Oh no! They say I got played. Ah, oh, fuck! Oh. <laughs>
They're actually no. Now that I'm reading, they're saying I got that I got animate and it's terminal. Holy shit.